Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Okay. Hi, guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon, and back by popular demand is WCBS Radio's Brad Blanks. Oh, that's funny. Popular demand. Thanks, Lauren. Um, oh, no. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's literally, you are, you are requested, believe me. Uh, well, it's, 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 look at us. I, you know, we had such a great chat, and that's got to be, what, 12 weeks ago? Do you think? Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking about that. That was back at the very beginning. I think in March or early April. So a I, lot I, has changed. We had um, so much hope. We had hope. We had yeah. We, uh, we, we, we were gonna take on the Zoom world, weren't we? Now look at us, weathered well, you, veterans. We actually did take on the Zoom world. Hold on. Uh, so let's just go back really quick. Since I spoke to you, whenever that was, March, April, you interviewed Rick Kirkham from the Tiger King, which at, at this point, it feels like Tiger King was like popular oh, a year I ago. And I, long, so I long for Tiger King again. <laughs> I long. <laughs> I know, but then you got Rick Kirkham and I was like, oh my gosh, Brad, you've made it because that is like, I mean, that was coveted. Tiger King is huge, especially at that time. Like, how did you get that? Yeah, yeah that was crazy. It was a mate of mine called Woody, uh, Australian guy. I met him in 2003 in Barbados when I was down there for the cricket, watching okay. Australia versus the West Indies, just drinking 20 beers a day and then cocktails at night. And as you do, Australian yeah, um, sure. men and women en masse all at the cricket. You know, um, and at the cricket, it's pretty cool. They have kiddie pools all around the ground. So you sit Why? in kiddie pools and watch. It's, anyway, that's a whole oh, other story. Okay. Anyway, um, which is funny because I mean, you're so hot and you're watching cricket and you're drinking. Yeah. Any, anyway, uh, this guy Woody, I became friends with him. He came to New York and we hung out in 03 and I've been friends with him ever since. Good guy. He's about five years younger than me. And he met a Norwegian girl, moves to Norway. Uh, and over there, he becomes a bartender. Then he moves into um, music promotion and then lo- putting on live acts. And because okay. of the whole COVID, they shut the live music down and shut down, you know, he had no way of making income, but he knew that Rick Kirkham lived in far north Norway. So he, my mate Woody came up with the idea of getting Rick Kirkham yeah. down to Os- Oslo to do a live show, a global live show. And um, he emailed me and said, Brad, we need some US... Um, yeah, coverage, publicity. Could you get him yeah. on your radio show? And I went, yeah, no, yeah. Like, of course I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And it was, it was yeah. at the perfect, it was at the perfect moment of, you know, not that, you know, like, I don't class myself as a news guy by any means. I like to have a laugh and just try to have a chat and you know see what's going on. Yeah. Um, but but it was the perfect cycle of Tiger King. It was just it, it was at the perfect it was time. Brad, it was literally <laughs> so perfect that I was yeah. like, what? In the actual, how did you get this? And also, why does Rick Kirkham live in Norway? I was just That's thinking a, about that. What? Like, a, 
Yeah. He met, a, he met a woman, he met a Norwegian woman and they right. live happily ever after. And, and, I, and analyzing Rick that whole weekend and then watching the live stream that they put on Saturday, yeah. which, which actually was marvelous. It was, I mean, he did give a lot away in my interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the live stream, I actually watched it and I was riveted by this live stream because we were in the middle of Tiger King madness. And my biggest fear yeah. was, have I got in too late or, but now I look back on it, you know, no. and I go, now, right I, at the- I would say now it's a little too yes. late. Isn't that terrible? Like months later, too late, but you got it, like you got it. It was perfect timing. And did he say, I mean, cause you know, watching the Tiger King and you watch Rick Kirkham, I, I really felt bad for him. Like I, yeah, I was like, bad. man, he put his life's work into this. Did he say anything that just completely shocked you? Or did you kind of just expect him to, to say what he said? Uh, yeah, great. No, there's a, there's a mixture there. Yeah, I kind of expected it. But yeah. I, I think I was more shocked that he was such a nice guy. And this guy, you know, he's a weathered, you know, inside edition, kind of like the old hard copy type yeah. reporter where yeah, yeah, yeah. door knock door what I call door stopping and then they yeah film yeah. and shock reporting and all that and, yeah. and and I thought he'd be quite a tough guy and he was actually a kind of a teddy bear and we saw that in the show and I just even interviewing him I just wanted to give him a hug and I'm like how are you so savvy in your career yeah. and and savvy media guy for many many years savvy tv you know um sort of tabloid news guy and then yet be so stupid but yeah. it gets back to the I think everyone it just highlighted how they would become intoxicated with Joe Exotic you just people would just sort of fell into his web I don't want to say fell in love with him obviously a few guys did but yeah, right. um, uh, he, his people he sort of fell behind him like a, well, yeah. yeah yes that's right, right? I mean <laughs> so even Rick but Rick said in the interview he was high on drugs pretty much the whole time so yeah. I think yeah, you know, maybe that was Joe's magic of uh, how he would get people into the, into his web. He'd load them up on right. drugs. Yeah, I think you're so. right. He handed out drugs, and everyone just stayed there and just dealt yeah. with it. Because but look were- at you! Don't, don't you swim in a sea of hard drives now? Like I, I back everything up. Like everything. I will. Everything is backed up. I'm like Rick. So. Are you in, in my head, I'm like, are you an idiot? Why would you so. just? Leave your footage. I'd be backing stuff up and just you back hiding it. Multiple things too. Yeah. Like it's so. Oh my. oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Well, that was that was so amazing to me. And then you interviewed Ricky Gervais, and then you interviewed Jewel. You had like, I mean, you were you're on fire. I was like, okay. well, yeah. But then you know what happens with this zooming? Because I, yeah. I started getting you get addicted to it because I'm I'm zooming into these you know, wonderful people's homes and I'm, yeah. and I'm rolling and we, we all love what we do. I love chatting and whatever. And then right. I, I, I was zoomed out. I was yeah. done. Like I was shot. I actually, I actually had to take, I was still doing my radio, you know, we're calling in, doing my segment. So with, with Scott Shannon on CBS FM, but uh, they got to a stage where I actually had to pull back on the, I was just doing too many interviews and I was, I was actually myself. I was going, I was going down the rabbit hole too much. <laughs> Yeah, I I think like a few weeks ago, I was experiencing Zoom fatigue, but things have sort of (laughs) slowed down for me where I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. But, but again, I don't, I'm, I don't know how much longer I can take of doing these. Like, I don't, I don't, I guess. And I think it's going to be the rest of the summer. Um, It's, it's going to be expected of people to do the Zoom. And then I think come September, like when studios start opening up, it might be a little bit different. I was talking to, um, some of the girls from PMK, the PR company, and they yep. were saying like, well, 
you know, when the red carpets do come back, like you were all going to be wearing masks. I was like, oh my goodness. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. They were all like, right. there's no way that you're not going to be wearing a mask. I didn't even carpet. think, so, I mean, that's good that you, that you heard that they will come back. That's yeah, great. I did hear that they're going to come back. I mean, I don't know. I think for us, uh, the biggest carpet in the fall is always, um, the New York Film Festival. Yes. So I haven't heard anything about that. Like whether, and like last year there was like, I think seven, seven carpets that happened for, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens with that, but that I think will be like a telltale sign for me. Like, you know, what happens with that is sort of going to pave the way for the rest of the year. Well, do you think so, also that like a big star, like, you know, last yeah. year was great. The New York Film Festival was fantastic and we got great, you know, Adam Sandler. But yeah. I'm trying to work out if someone like Adam Sandler will, I mean, will talk right. that close or do we have to have a boom mic? Well, that's, that, so that's so funny. So yeah. I did like a virtual red carpet a couple weeks ago and we were discussing this and we were discussing it actually with Mira Sorvino. She was one of the, the actors mm. on the carpet and that's wow. exactly what she said. I said, are you guys going to want to talk to people like me and, and other outlets on the carpet? Like, are you going to feel comfortable? They said, number one, we don't know what we're going to feel, when we're going to feel comfortable. We have no idea. We can't even answer that. And then Mira was like, what about a boom mic? And I was like, yeah. oh shit, seriously? I was like, I don't like, what? I mean, it's going to be like the cost for people to get boom mics. You don't have right. that. I mean, it's no. silly. Yeah. It's like, I'll just skip yeah. it. I don't know. Or like AP does it and they give everybody the interviews. I don't know. But yeah, which is not good for us. Yeah, yeah like, I don't yeah, want we, that. No, I, I no. Really, I, yeah, you want your own personalized interview. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that was interesting because it's funny that, you know, she said that, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm just, I'm anxious. I'm, you yeah. know, like here, I, you know, I've got my little kids. I, you probably heard crying just now. I've got them downstairs. I can, you know, you can hear, it's like, well, I don't understand like how long I have to do this. No, I know. I know. No, no. I'm it, always it's been, living in fear that a, a child is going to bust through the door and yeah. just yeah, start screaming. So, but at least you. But the great thing is you're anxious, which means you're excited about returning to New York, which is a, a great thing. And it's the same. I, I want. I want people now, and I, and I and it's so good to yeah. talk to you because twelve weeks ago I really was. I, I, it, although we were on a lockdown and the world, it was scary yeah. world in that regard. I was excited about being in my little bubble and excited about what I can do. But right now, I'm I'm done. I, I wanna, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I wanna get out. I wanna I wanna create stuff on the streets of New York City. And that's you know that's no, so, you're so right because at that point we were like, all right, what can we do in <laughs> quarantine? You know, for the next x many weeks or months or whatever, while things are shut down. Now things are starting to open up. Actually, I just got an email from the podcast studio that I record at Gotham. You've been there a few yeah. times. They're actually yeah. opening next Monday. So wow. I was like, oh, well maybe studios will open. And then I was thinking, okay, yeah. that's cool. But then again, it's who's gonna feel comfortable. It's sitting, you know, I don't know yet. I think it's too too soon maybe, but yeah. I'm not- and then, and then do you go back, like what's New York City gonna be like in the middle of July? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, you got no tourists. Yeah. No tourists. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. So my um, guest last week was Ken Davenport, who's a Broadway producer. And I was yep. shocked to hear him say that Broadway most likely will not be back until at least 2021 January, Jeez. which I was like, oh my gosh, that hurts. But yeah. you know, he's right because they can't, it's not like a restaurant where you can 
seat 50% capacity. They'll just, it's not worth it. They'll lose too much money. So yeah. um, I don't think anybody expected this. I think everybody thought Broadway would be back like, you know, in July. Like originally it was supposed to come back in July, then September. And now it's like January. So that is so All sad. Right. Yeah. yeah it, so sad. It, and what, is, what does that mean for these Broadway PR companies and these shows like on New York One on stage or, <laughs> you know, Broadway.com? What does it mean for everybody? What are they going to do in the no. meantime? I have no yeah. idea. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. You said January. I mean, I mean, yeah. obviously, it's not. A lot of this is when you get it told by some. Like we know when there's dates. We, you know, you would have said yeah. January, but you wouldn't say to anyone else. And when you, oh. but you need someone like a producer to verbalize it to you, and you go, "Oh my goodness, how are we going to? Yeah, how are we going to handle that?" Yeah. You know, so. He said, I was like shocked. I was like, oh my gosh. But then he said, you know, I think national tours are going to come back because, you know, smaller theaters, smaller cities, and we're going to learn from their mistakes. So I thought that was really interesting. So at least, and I don't know if Broadway actors are going to do this, but I know some people are sending, you know, self-tapes in for national tours. So at least actors can get right. some work and, you know, just artists can get work. But, um, but yeah, we'll see. It's, it's pretty crazy. Oh. Still. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what about the, like the movie business? I mean, we talked last time about it. Like, yeah, yeah. They, just, they pushed the uh, Christopher Nolan movie again, Tenet. I, I don't know what, if they came up with another date or they've, or they've just put it on hold. Oh, um, I did not. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So they've got all these blockbusters just sitting in the can. Yeah. Like, and this is, and you, if you think about it, this is, so much money to make these movies and they're just sitting on the shelf just oh yeah just waiting you know Lovely. for the time right but and i don't know as you said will they fill a theater or it'll be the 50 percent rule does that mean yeah still are you going to get that bang for your buck right you know? right and that's it's funny i <laughs> the movie i thought of was uh lin-manuel in the heights that was actually pushed that was supposed to be released i think like next month and now they're pushing that back to next summer just because they're yeah they're not sure and i think that the producers think that at some point they can still like turn a bigger profit where it's like that might not be the case anymore guys filling <laughs> these theaters might never happen so yeah. you might want to just accept your fate and just go to streaming because yeah. you know I, especially if they're if they're changing the requirements to to be eligible for an oscar if that's what they're worried about i don't even know but so the oscars is it, it is i mean it has the rule has changed but i don't know the specifics of the rule yes for you know. this year only if your film um had intent to go to a theater in la which yep. is like the rule like you know three times a day it has to show in la for a week straight if yep. you have the intent to do that but the pandemic um you know, stop that from happening, you can still be eligible for an Oscar. So uh, yeah, I guess so. And then actually I read this morning, I don't know the details, but they're adding some kind of like diversity um, element as well. Not for this year, but for next year. But I, again, I don't know the details yet, but things are changing, um, you know, for the better. And for sure. we just have to sit here and, and wait and see what happens, yeah. you know? But, yeah, so that whole thing, like, how do you, you know, and this is for everyone that's a creator or in YouTuber or what in my case, radio, how yeah. do we all, we, we, we've got to figure out what we're going, because we live in the moment so much, right? So you're creating day to day and you're sort of fitting in a bit with news cycle, you're fitting in a bit with yeah. movie releases and on demand releases now and Netflix shows. But how do you plan your August or how do you plan, you know, leading yeah. into that, that sort of post Labor Day explosion that's usually for us? Is it, yeah. will that be the same? Gets, everyone kind of says, all right, no more slacking off. Now we that's actually right. have to work. Um, I think it's like what I said to my husband the other day, 
he was talking about, and this is different, but talking about family vacations for the summer. And I'm like, I think you just have to, uh, you know, just understand that there are none. Like whatever we do, it's going to be on a whim and it's not going to be planned. Yeah. going to be no planned trips this year. No. Like we would. We can't plan anything. So I think the same goes for work. We just have to wing it and just, I don't know, see what, what happens. Um, well, that hardest part for me is, is actually putting your feet up. Like I, yeah. I, 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 cause I love it and I love chatting and I had to go through zoom fatigue for myself to actually put my feet, feet up. Not, you know, not, you know what I mean? Like I had I to slow down on requesting interviews cause it was just too yeah. much. Like I was doing yeah. an interview a day and, and then, and, and then you're editing it and you, you know, it, yeah. you become sort of a, a compulsive madman. And um, I'm sitting there going, like, how in some in some times like this, it's you know, in come summer, it's better to probably put your feet up for a couple of weeks. And right, right. Go, and go on holiday, but how do you do that? Because we are crazy people that yes. sort of love and this chat. You no, know? It's, it's different too. And I, we talked about this, but you also you have to squeeze this in with three kids, like at home, yeah. like it's so. And you know, and I have two, and they're and they're littler. And now, actually, in New Hampshire, I'm able to have a babysitter, which is super amazing. Good. But again, it's like I said, they're still downstairs screaming. I can still yeah. hear. <laughs> so it's better than nothing, but yeah. it's still like, you know, they know mommy's upstairs and like the door is going to be broken down at any well, moment. It, it, yeah, it's that analyzing um, is me doing two hours of getting an interview right or editing or writing something or versus yeah. me spending two hours teaching my son maths. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, so, so there's a selfish person versus a good dad. And that, these are the, the decision processes I've had to go through for the last yeah. 14 weeks. Yeah. Well, it's good that your kids let you work. They're mature enough to know, all right, dad's right. working. So we're going to leave him alone for now. But yeah, my kids are not at that point yet. So unfortunately, but so speaking of your kids, I, I do want to hear this. You've got a dog and yes. you you took a family vacation to get a dog and right. a lot of people uh, were very unhappy yes. that you did not get a rescue dog. That's right. Yeah, it was, um, it was, yeah. And, and, and look, we looked at the rescue dog uh, side of things, went down that. Yeah, my, my wife was running the whole dog operation because I didn't really. That's what we do. Wives do that. Yeah. Correct. That's right. No, I don't want, I don't really want a dog. Like, uh, I, yeah. So we kicked kick the can down the road of a dog for the last three years. And my okay. daughter, Matilda, she's eight years of age and she's been wanting a dog her whole life. And yeah. um, so the process, my wife wanted a dog at the beginning of, uh, you know, lock it in early. And I said, I don't even know what, what's going to happen, where we're going to go. And, yeah. and she was right. We probably should have got it earlier. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we went there. <laughs> she was right. Um, you ladies, you know, wives. <laughs> Men are just always denying, right. <laughs> denying. So you're always right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we, we rang rescue dog, you know, rescue, uh, you, know, you know, places around the tri-state area. And there's been a rush on dogs. There's this yeah. mass, you know, the pandemic puppy is a legitimate yeah. real thing. Um, so we couldn't get even uh, rescue facilities to call us back. It was just because it was, they're so busy and they're inundated yeah. and, uh, of the ones we did get. And we're after a small dog, you know, non-shedding, um, good with uh, the, the kids have allergies, if that can, you know, um, be fine, if that can mesh yeah. up with them. Um, and we concluded on a particular breed, which was the Cavapoo, which is a King Cavalier versus a Poodle. Listen okay. to me, I sound, I sound like I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm, I have no idea, yeah, but cool, yeah. <laughs> not yeah, a yeah. dog. <laughs> I, I, in my early days of radio, when I was on WPLJ, I covered the Westminster Dog Show 
every oh. year and I had no idea what I was and talking you about. Still, you, but you sound like it. You faked it. So. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. So we eventually go and get the dot. We find a place, a breeder, and the breeder's in Ohio uh, and it's uh, Eastern Ohio. So we drive through, get it, and we realize we've gone to Amish country. We don't know when we've, you know, uh, researched yeah. the breeder to get the dog. And, and my wife had calls with the breeder, talked to him on the phone, um, all, all the thing of her concerns to allay that yeah. it is not a puppy mill, which right. was also, so it was, I, I did get in trouble from people from a puppy mill point of view and a rescue dog point of view, not getting a rescue dog. Yeah. Anyway, um, wow. we, when we, when, yeah, I got, I, I, I yeah, I got smashed. And now um, it's all on Facebook. On like Facebook, through, yeah. Through the WCBS radio page, everybody's. That's right crapping on you saying all the time. okay yeah all right yes, thank you. got it yeah wow yeah so well it's uh, it's crazy like, right like, i bought a dog for my children yeah. that's it yeah. guys that's it like for all the madness of what's going on in the world i i i mean the, it's the irony that i get in trouble for for, for, for the right thing for making but, kids happy Jeez. yeah yeah um wow. but look again i understand that that it, that people it, it's a very serious issue the whole puppy mill and the breeding and but we, yeah. you know, we were, well, my wife was more fine morally, you know, I, yeah. again, I didn't do much research with the gentleman we were purchasing from. Right. And like, we drive in there to his place and it's this beautiful manicured farm and it's an Amish family with these, you know, um, this wonderful family with their own pet dog and we see they the really, little dog. They really were coming. Amish. They were actual yeah. Amish. Yes, Amish. Yes, oh, we're in Amish country. Okay, so beautiful. what did your, were you, did you, your kids know what Amish was or did like Matilda? No, they learn about it. They you know, just yeah. blew their minds. Blew yeah. their minds. Yeah. Like, wait, we had, don't have phones. Like, <laughs> it, it really was wonderful. You know, to see the horse drawn carriages. It, it was just a beautiful part of the world. And, wow. and so look, we, you know, I had to write a, I wrote a statement which came from the heart and was, you know, it was, look, it was a, a tough couple of days of getting smashed, but you know, um, but it was good to get it out there and, and show that, you know, we'd gone through the right processes and right. whatever. And, and now we have this puppy dog that's wonderful um, and the kids love it and yeah. he's a very cute little guy. And coincidentally, if, uh, uh, someone wrote on Instagram, um, we named the dog Sammy yeah. and um, the boy from Witness, Harrison Ford's Amish movie, Witness, the boy was named Sam. <laughs> I so didn't they, like that. That's <laughs> yeah, so funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, you must have been like, wait a second. Um, yeah, this country is up in arms right now about like wrongful death. So can yeah. you guys like give me a break on my dog? I mean, that yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, please, yeah, focus your attention and your efforts elsewhere. I mean, yeah, yeah wow, yeah, but yeah. it's good, good practice, yo. Um, yeah, yeah, but, I guess. yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, but but, but thank to, you for, for yeah. For no, I, I had to bring that up because I was like, "Are you kidding me?" When you told me that, I was like, "Are you kidding?" And I went back and I looked on Facebook and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's crazy!" Uh yeah, I think they're all right. Like I went after I, I I when I put the statement out, they um yeah. they all and and this is on Scott Shannon's Facebook page. Uh, yeah, yeah. Scott Shannon CBS is the yeah. uh the, the Facebook page. If you want to have a look, and um and on the statement, a lot of people were quite sweet and lovely yes, and because the dog, what, 
they know that you didn't mean any harm by it. You weren't trying to, you know, and that's the, that's the main thing. Um, I'm not trying to get a deal. Like we, we went to, we went, we, we, we started in New York city and we essentially did this, just went wide looking for this particular dog. Um, and don't get me wrong. I understand a rescue dog on the other, as I said, two issues, the rescue dog, we went down that road first and, um, that was impossible to find or to get this particular. I mean, you drove what? What is it, 11 hours? Yeah, yeah, 11 hour drive. Yeah, oh it's yeah, good. Gosh. Good family bonding. So that maybe there's there's the vacations. Like, was um, good in the it, car? Yeah, it was The dog was fine in the car and yeah, and the no, kids I mean, were good. Kids. Like, did the kids not fight in the Like, were they? No, uh, there was a few fights and we had <laughs> one um, throw up. Yeah, um, and um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, and that was my son who's meant to be the mature one at 10 years of age and he threw up when we actually got to the hotel. And, and, and we, we, we went psycho at him. You, are, you, are you an idiot? Uh, anyway, you know, um, Oh, God, that's such a thing that I would do. Oh. <laughs> when the car had stopped, I said, get out of the car and do it. Anyway, so he, the poor kids. It's true. When you throw up in a car, it like takes days or even weeks oh, to get that smell yeah. out. That's, yeah. yeah. Aw. It's a lease. I've got to drop it back soon, actually. But you know anyway. what? That's actually not bad. One throw up for, like, you know, 20 yeah. plus hours. Yeah. Did a good job. And I think the girls who normally do have their issues with yeah. car sickness, I think they, the, the girls were so on the straight and narrow because they were getting a dog. They didn't want to yeah. cause any, any friction. Totally. They were like, no, we're in our best behavior. This is that's our right. dog. And that's it. <laughs> that's that's right. So, so this morning I saw, um, I didn't listen to it yet, but you interviewed Tiffany. Yeah. How oh my goodness. I love Tiffany. She, I still love her. She's the mall queen. Amazing. She is the, she is wonderful and um yeah and and what a chat and just fun and vibrant and and a rock chick now as opposed to a pop pop star um and and just a fun chat and it was really cool today uh, how they how uh, scott you um scott shannon did it he it's casey Kasem. i think passed away on this day six years ago right so yeah yeah, and this day yeah and he played a an amazing clip um, of him talking about Tiffany, who was the first, uh, the youngest, no, I think the first female um, in history to have two, her first two singles go number one. Mm-hmm. And Casey Kasem went through the other, you know, women. One was Cindy Lauper and a few others from the 60s. Okay. Um, who might have had number one and then a, a number two and just didn't nail it. And yeah. Tiffany nailed it. She had two nailed number it. ones uh, Wait, released. So obviously it was, I think we're alone now. And then... Uh, could have been, could have been, could have been, could have been, could have been. Remember that? I won't go to, yeah, I won't go into the city. I don't know that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, could, right. could have been. Anyway, um, I've, I've done the Tiffany deep dive, although yeah. I, I didn't really need to dive. It was a very no. shallow pool for me because I was a bit of a, I was a closet Tiffany guy when wow. I was, uh, when okay. I was 13, years of, 13 years of age in country Australia to see this beautiful young woman um, yeah. Uh, in my age vicinity, um, yeah. jumping up and down around malls, I was. Oh, I must have watched. Uh, I think yeah. you're alone now. Video clip a thousand that times. That was the yeah. best video, and she yeah. was so cute with her high ponytail and her bangs. Yes. I really That's did. Really- I. She was great. So yeah. she was so nice. <laughs> Yeah, so nice. So Scott played this clip and it was awesome. It was of Casey Kasem talking about um, and then going, Tiffany, and then he let in. And as I've listened to him, I'm going, oh, geez, pretty, pretty big lead in. I'm getting led in. I'm getting led in by Casey Kasem and then into Scott Shannon and, yeah. then, and then into my interview with Tiffany. And it came out great. So oh I, I, I was, uh, you know, um, until Scott at the end, after the interview actually um, goes, ah. 
I think I think I can't do his accent justice. Yeah. Um, but I think Tiffany might have had some work done and then did a few uh, magazines. Did a few <laughs> magazines, and I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah, and, you know, and, and oh Lauren, as and as you know. Um, you know, the publicist is a good friend of mine, so yeah. it should be fine. But we, you know, all our stuff goes to publicists. And Isn't that it, so it, funny? He's yeah. just not used to talking to them, I guess, as you no. are. So you know better than to kind of, yeah. Well, I like to be a little bit dirty and risque, but you still yeah. do it with the, yeah. But it doesn't have anything to do with, like, what they've done or what they look like. No, that's right. Still He's going to them again. So. I mean, of course, I mean, of course I know Tiffany, you know, got her yeah. nangas out in, in Playboy magazine. I think I bought the Playboy magazine. <laughs> like, I'm not hiding that. <laughs> I have that Playboy magazine, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's actually amazing. So, yeah. then what do we... Do you have anyone coming up um, for the radio show that's yeah. exciting? Oh, let's, or? Let's, um, no, no, no. Uh, maybe, maybe a Kevin Costner. But, they, you know, as we know on Zoom now, people... Yeah. Uh, you get sort of or Yellowstone, yes. I don't watch it. So, okay. so if I get... Look, how's it going to work? It's going to work that I'm going to have to do this deep dive on Yellowstone. Well, and, uh, so I don't think it's going to be that hard because I, my family, and actually it's funny, I just interviewed Montel Williams also. He said that's his favorite show. My family, wow. it's their favorite show. Everybody loves right. Yellowstone. I'm the only one that hasn't watched right. it. And they're like, it's going to be so easy to watch. And I guess Good. new season comes out this Thursday. Is yes. what I was told. So... So this would be very timely for you. I well, if I get him, we'll see. It's it, look, look. Uh, um, I was due to get uh, Spike Lee on Friday. Look, the, the whole game oh, stopped the change, and I was open, ready, and waiting, and then it got pulled um, oh, at the last no. minute. So they actually yeah. confirmed, and then it got. Well, pulled look. Here's the thing: when you go through, you know, I've I've always booked my own stuff and yeah, and done it, but but when you go through, when oh. you have other people sort of doing a bit of producing. It, it it can be harder sometimes, you, you know, and they've got to they've got to navigate it too, you know. So yeah. it's a you know, it, so things can get cancelled, and that, oh, that's what happened. Trust me, on Spike I, I know day. all about that. I've had yeah. a lot get cancelled. Um, yeah. that's so <laughs> well, that's the scary thing that people can blow people can blow Zoom off a lot easier than an in person. That's you know, at the beginning, um, these were exciting, but it gets to a stage where it can you know people can. Yeah, I guess my whole thing is like, why confirm it in the first place? Only because you're excused. There's really nothing to do no. right now in most places. Yep. So yep. your excuse to not do it, it better be a good one. Like, uh, you, very you, sick. You, you've done um, junket style Zoom, yeah. right? Have you? Yeah. So yeah. Um, they are still pressure. I mean, they're better. For, I, I actually don't mind them because the pressure live is always, you know, tougher yeah. for me. You know, just like, because you, you're totally. sitting and, you, and someone's yelling, you know, pretty much doing this, you know, moving their arms at you as you're trying to wrap up in a live yeah. scenario. At least in Zoom, you can't see the uh, person running the junket trying to shut you down. Oh, so, you're so <laughs> right about the arm waving and the yeah, yeah the shoulder tapping, and you know, um, and, that's so funny. That's a but that's a, but again, the you know the celebrities that I've been talking to, that some of them are half asleep. And I'm like, wow. like I just, yeah, like I, I interviewed um, Stanley Tucci, who I love yeah. as an actor. I've loved him since Wait, Myrtle. Wait, you didn't post that one yet. No, I haven't posted it yet. No. I've got a, I've, 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 I've got, a, I've actually got a lot I haven't posted. Yeah, you know, um, but he, he actually, I, like during quarantine, obviously, I'm sure you know, he's very yeah. popular with his drink making Drinks. and his cooking. 
he yes. just like he can command more money on the next movie he does that, now. That, that's so. right. And, and it's funny. That's what he said. He actually yeah. said that to me. He said, um, "I wish I had known about this thing 15 years ago. I, I'd be a bigger star." And you're yes. like, "Wow, this guy's a legitimate actor, and he's like kind of." Yes. But, but the interview I did with yeah, it was him and David Diggs, who's like a super oh, star yeah. in the making, Amazing. right? And um, David was interesting because he knows he's it's a double interview, which is yeah. terrible. They should never have done, do them, the two yeah. men. So I got David probably in California, looking yeah. ill, but still early. Sure. I got uh, Stanley Tucci in Brooklyn in one corner. And then me, and I've come on like a firecracker. I'm like, yeah. oh, let's go guys, okay. boom, boom, boom. Trying to get them fired up. And Stanley's like, just chilled. And he's like, not even in, like, some of these people aren't even, they're in half the camera shot and they're leaning back on a couch. And, but David was like, David's like, well, I'm a Stanley Tucci fan. So he was leaning into everything Stanley said. And I'm yeah. like, oh, come on. So know, was, um, were they in something together? Yeah, like, they're in this, uh, it's a great, great um, yeah. animated show on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. Oh, um, cool. Uh, called Central Park. It's animated. It's, an, it's right up your alley. Um, it's, a, it's essentially a Broadway musical uh, uh, animated and it's yeah, yeah he's a great yeah boy. and yeah and uh josh gad's the creator of it you know yeah. you know i totally saw him post about it on facebook yeah. or on on instagram that's right i'll have to put that on my list and, and here's the other thing that you, this is like the, the whole and and it's funny because you, you can do this to me anytime you can cut me off but yeah. some people just chat and oh. they go and they on zoom they feel it's just some sort of license to talk two minute monologues like i'm like what the hell so i've been doing i haven't experienced that thank god because you know me i can't handle that so yeah yeah you'll hear in some of my interviews little whimperings in the background of me which kind of sound a bit dodgy but like you'll hear my tiffany interview because she really wanted to chat like yeah i'm like this tiffany's been locked up for a while and she's wanting to let it all out on me which is awesome yeah um but you'll hear me in the back going yep Right, because I'm trying to give them a, a, yes. a bit of a noise for me to cut in, you know. Um, yes, 100%. And, um, so, like, I got Josh Gad, and he's he's off, he's he's off, he was off and running, and I'm like, yeah. I got to figure out how to get an Olaf question oh in here, God. you know, and, uh, and I couldn't, I could, I had no Olaf, you know, so get an Olaf question, couldn't yeah. get an Olaf in, but yeah. but there's the thing that I've been dealing with in these sort of junk, more j- junk, as opposed yeah. to yeah. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais was like a 26 minute just free for all, yeah, you know, which are, was fun. And, those yeah. are mainly what I've been doing. I've only done about two of the junket style ones, and they had actually a PR rep like sort of host it and call on people, which I found to be helpful. Um, and it kind of kept it moving, but I will tell you, both of those were about 90 minutes. So that was insane. Wow. And I, I was drinking the entire time. I had like a wine one time. I had a whiskey. I was like, I'm, I've got to, yeah. So hold on. You were doing 90 minute interviews? Well, but it wasn't just me. That's why it was like, they had, yeah, it wasn't me one-on-one. That's why it took forever. So I was just sitting there and I was like trying to pay attention. It was a lot. I was very, I was kind of done. I was like, I think I'm yeah. down with these until... <laughs> You know, until it's, it's you know, it's, well, they, it's a it, really good one, I guess. But well, It's that whole thing of doing, and it, don't worry, it happens in the physical world as well, all these junket sort of things, you know, yeah. and because and, uh, it's a whole day just to get four minutes yes. or five minutes and you're like, right. my goodness. Mm-hmm. And and it's because you want to do a good job and you want to go in. I've always said junket interviews are like parachuting because they line you up on a wall <laughs> and then... And then your your adrenaline's ready, and you've got all your questions laid out in your head, yeah. and you go in, 
and and you'll get a curveball, you know, out of the blocks, and you'll be yep. like, or, or the or the celeb won't be buying your energy, or oh, you know, and like, that <laughs> is the that's the most disappointing, and that also is what I've been saying about Zoom is that it's so hard. I think you and I are similar, where we just really feed off the other person, and again, yeah. obviously, we have people that are not into us and are just not into answering questions, of course, but yeah. Zoom, I found that doing these interviews, these one-on-ones, it takes me about 10 or 15 minutes to get that yeah. person to like me and, and yeah. understand that I'm, you know what I mean? That I'm yeah, for sure. a person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you know me, I like my podcast to be sort of short and sweet, so I'm not going to sit there and take up, you know, 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour no. of their time. I'm just right. going like, well, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Look, that, what, no, I love, I love what you said there because it's this whole, I mean, and then the whole game's rapport building, isn't it? And, but, yeah. but you hear that in a lot of you know, um, huge podcasts as well. Like Mark Maron, yeah. you can hear it takes him 15 minutes to get the rapport build for someone to really open up. And I think mm-hmm. just when you're talking to someone at the 15 minute mark, people are just generally relaxed. And yeah, that's like- because they're <laughs> understanding the flow better and they, you know, I'm, we're not going to sit here and ask no. you super uncomfortable questions because we, you know, we are sensitive to that. We're not a a gossip magazine. So, but yeah, it's been, it's been kind of interesting. And, and I don't know, I think one of my favorites actually, and even though it was sort of recent Montel was one of my favorites just because that's great. Yeah. I love him so much. And he was just so, I was like a little nervous. I was like, Oh my God. No, you should have been. And well, you got he, he got he got him at a perfect time in America, and yeah, you know, he he was yeah. a, the voice. He was one of the great voices yeah. of, of of television for many years, and you got him at a perfect time too. So kind of said yeah. like, I don't know, do you guys like forget I'm black? Because like I and it's interesting you said that because he does appeal so much to black and white audiences, which I think is very rare. So. Um, but yeah, he, I thought I really clicked with him like towards like the middle, towards the end. And, and then he started following me on Instagram and I was like, oh yeah. Right. I was like, I feel so happy. You're, you're in the Montel world now. This is yes, great. Yeah. Yes. Look, at these, look at these TV stars that, that are fans of yours. You got George Whipple and Montel Williams. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, Lauren. Oh That's yeah, great. good times. Well, well, Brad, yeah, you, you know me, you know how I roll. <laughs> we need more for you. We need some. Yeah. We, need, we need another New York identity. We'll, we'll find another TV we'll, superstar. We'll see. It'll be great. But I can't wait till I can see you again in person, and we can go back to the podcast studio, the red carpet, yes. and have beers. And you know, yeah, we need. We yeah. Look, I'm. I mean, I'm hanging to get on the beers. I mean, yeah. I've been yeah. drinking a lot of beer, and um, yeah, you know, I've like I'm in this weird thing where I've, I've put on weight, but haven't put on weight in certain areas like my body's transforming i don't know what that means um, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, my head's getting bigger i'm balding you know i need a haircut oh, actually, i was but, gonna say your hair looks good right now yeah I'm, i brush it forward yeah stories, i was like brad either put on a hat yes or, yeah, yeah i don't know yeah, I'm, no, no, I, I'm using uh my hair as a a, a weapon of comedy well it's working i love it um all right brad blanks everybody thanks so much if you guys don't follow him follow him on instagram and facebook at brad blanks and listen to him on wcbs radio the scott shannon show he's incredible and we love him and he's our favorite Aussie. so all right thanks lauren all right thanks brad Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time.